is at the heart of our business at Metro and our growth strategy score. No, I'm not talking about our CEO for once, but I'm talking about our customer, the sometimes still rather unknown being. Who exactly do we mean when we generally speak of our customers and how can we as a Metro best attract them and support them in the daily business? That's what we are talking about today on more podcasts, Wholesale to the Max. A warm welcome to all of you, dear colleagues. My name is Bernd Rode from Internal Communications at Metro AG. My guest today started his career at Metro about 15 years ago. And from 2010 onwards, he worked first in Portugal, then in Italy, and most recently as CEO at Macro Spain. And for more than one year, he has been our customer and sales officer at Metro AG. A very warm welcome to Peter Gries. Hi, Peter. Hey, Ben. Thank you for inviting me. Cool to be here. <laughs> Great to have you with us. Peter, before you started here at corporate, your previous station at Macro Spain was a very special one for you because Spain has remained your home, right, Peter? Yeah, big, big time, big time. My family's from there. You know, my wife is from Madrid, so it's really my home base. Kids are uh, grown up uh, half in German, half in Spain, so that's my that's my home country. And uh, but not only for that reason. I mean, uh, that's one of the biggest horror countries of the world, right? And being CEO of that was for me a dream job, and uh, that was a superb uh, experience. But I'm I'm still there, and I'm commuting here to Düsseldorf, so. All good. Yeah, cool. And maybe today you can tell us also something about what is typical for the macro customers in Spain. But first and foremost, we want to talk in general about our customers at Metro and what characterizes the typical Metro customer. And we want to learn how can we build a solid relationship with our customers and what role do sales or even pricing play in this regard. All this we want to find out today, but we also want to find out something about you Peter. And for that, we have also in this episode of More Podcast, our questionnaire, what scores for you? And Peter, we are already looking forward to your sound souvenir. One thing's for sure, without our customers, Metro would definitely not exist. Peter, we are always and everywhere talking about the Metro customer. And we do this as if everyone knew exactly who we are actually talking about. But I think that's not so simple. And Peter, who actually purchases for Metro? What does Metro's customer structure basically look like? Yeah, let, let me let me tell you. I mean, you know that we are focusing on, on two customer target groups. as We call them strategic target group, right? These are the famous horrors and the traders. And then there's the remaining part, which is SEOs. To be honest, when we look at the number of customers, we cater to 1.5 million horrors customers in the markets where we are. That's tremendous. It's for Europe, at least the biggest wholesaler or food service company which is existing. Uh, we cater to 800,000 trader customers in the places where we are. And we have 14 million, uh, roughly 14 million SEO customers. That's our base. Uh, but uh, we should not forget that with the first two groups, which I repeat, are our strategic customers that we're focusing on with Allen Score, we do and we want to do roughly 80% of our business in the future. So you see that there is a small number of customers, the Horkers and Trader, do in big amounts of our, our volumes and there's still a remaining piece with big number of customers the 14 million of SEOs which are doing a quite smaller piece of our business mm. which is as well the target picture that we do have mm. let's imagine the typical metro customer the person um, is a human being who is standing then in front of us is it a man a woman how old is this person is this person more old-fashioned or more modern and so on 
So how does she or he look like? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I mean, we have them all. Let me start with that phrase. We have them all. I mean, we have a reach. To give you an idea, take the Horka markets. Uh, we have basically 80% of all existing Horka businesses in our database. But in reality, the core customers that we were focusing on are the small and mid-sized businesses, and they are characterized by entrepreneurs. Small and mid-sized entrepreneurs, this is normally business from a generational business or new guys which are starting their bar, their tapas bar, their new restaurant. So you cannot have the one-size-fits-all. I mean, the beauty of the beast is that it's very, very broad. Huh? Uh, but they're all characterizing one thing. They have this energy and this, 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 this willingness to start up a business, to give employees a job uh, and to give to the community something back. And this is what we admire as Metro and me personally as well. I mean, you have a guy like a restaurant owner who runs his business and like some of our, our customers say in Spain they, they, they try to give fun and enjoy of life to their customers right because we let's be honest have our best moments in life you remember for sure one with your wife with your family with your friends where uh, very often in bars restaurants of this world right and uh, it's just an honor to cater to these guys and uh, every customer has its own story right and that makes us as well different the beauty of our piece is that we really have a relationship with all these individuals uh, with small and mid-sized businesses which are quite different one to another one yeah. uh, as you said one is a woman one is a man the one is old one is young one has an ethnical background the other one is local uh, one comes from an engineering and and, and says i am my, my dream was to open a restaurant so that's that's so diverse and yeah. that's the beauty of the whole thing right yeah yeah and what they have obviously uh, in common is that they're all engaged in their communities but are they also so engaged when they come to us to metro so how do our customers behave when buying at metro or for example in terms of frequency or volume or assortment and so on well it's a good question because it links a bit to our score strategy right now mm -hmm. you know? as i said before as a statement we have them all because we have tremendous reach if i say or we say we have 80 percent of these customers on our database does that mean that they are buying at us? And that is, I think, the biggest opportunity we do have and uh, linked to our fundamentals as well, growth is king. Uh, let's be more relevant to these customers mm. because let's be honest, they are not buying a lot from us. And our ambition is to be their core supplier. Uh, we say, I open a restaurant, I don't need to think. My partner is Metro, right? And this is currently not the case. This is not a problem, it's an opportunity, right? It's a super challenge. The market is, is there, the sky is the limit. We have an average between 5 to 10% market shares and there are countries where we are operating. So that shows uh, the opportunities that we have to grow and it's uh, tremendous. Yeah. Of course, we want to support our customers and um, build a relationship with them based on a partnership. But Metro also wants to earn money with them. So what does our customers have to be like for us that we say, okay, this is a, a good customer for Metro or in other words, a customer who is particularly valuable to us? Good, but I think first the question to us was, how can we be more relevant? Yeah. Right? Uh, because that was the challenge and is still the challenge. Uh, we are there for years in the market out there, but we were not really complying with what we wanted to be. Uh, because if we say we want to be a wholesaler or if we say we want to be your key supplier, certain things needed to be adapted and this is why we're doing what we're doing now via uh, score to tackle really the things to be more relevant to these customers because once they are relevant then of obviously we have to look as well once we have fixed our value proposition for them and and we have an answer to the why metro uh, to the customer then it's a question okay how do we make 
profit in our business, right? Mm -hmm. and, and how does this customer look like? And for sure, I answered already a bit when I say, we don't want to sell only two, three products to these guys. We want to be their key supplier. And being key supplier in a multi-channel value proposition is now much easier than before. And tackling some typical things where the customer was not happy with us or challenged us in the recent past, and we are fixing and trying to fix this now via score focus is absolutely going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. When you say, okay, we want to be the first supplier and, and the biggest supplier of our customers. Um, so what does it then mean for you and your customer and sales organization? So what tasks and also what mission statement are derived from this for you? We have three, what we say are the key priorities now for the customer and sales organization, which is basically new. We built the whole thing up a year ago, which goes from customer journey elements and PS to the newly built uh, CRM organization. And then as well, Salesforce, marketing, branding and pricing, which is covered by the CSO. Well, we have mainly three, as I said before, we said we have a tremendous reach. How can we leverage the reach and impact? which is meaning growing our share of customer base, how we can create more frequent customers so that we are really a relevant partner for these guys and how do we make money with our customers. How to make money means as well pushing sales, where we have our sales excellence team, which is led by Gilles, uh, where we look how can we leverage our touch points that we do have with mm -hmm. customers and into more turnover. Uh, customer comes to the store, customer is visited by a Salesforce guy, customer talks to the call center or is surfing on our digital devices, yeah. right? The question that we ask ourselves is this really the place where we leverage the opportunity to actively sell? Huh? And, and there we have opportunities because we're not really leveraging this one. And the last piece and the whole thing is pricing because pricing is a super relevant piece of our value proposition. And as well, we didn't got this 100%, right? be it the mechanics and the, and the cash and carry, what does cash and carry means uh, in our value proposition to customers, what FSD stands for, and these pricing elements we had to fix as well. Yeah. In a nutshell, all these elements uh, need to be designed, conceptually designed, the processes have to be designed. We have a functional organization for the countries and we're together with the countries and the competence teams, we're designing these concepts and processes in order to bring them then to life, train the countries, bring it to the countries, talk to the IT guys when we talked about IT development. So being the functional backbone for all what we do for customers and sales in the organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you already named some of the topics we will talk about a little bit later and how all the topics and the different aspects of customer and sales are looking in detail and also what this will contribute to our score strategy as a whole. But first, let's look in detail what is important to you and how you would like to achieve your personal goals, Peter, be it professionally or maybe also privately. And for this, we now come to our little questionnaire. What scores for you? Are you ready, Peter? Always. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Peter, what is your core? means what special strengths do you have? Well, I'm, I'm a people guy. Uh, mm -hmm. I like to be around with people. I like to be energized with people, give the energy back. Uh, empathy is important. Get the, get the thing moving, right? And uh, I'm a super good team player, I guess. That's what I hear normally from, yeah. my, from my friends and colleagues. I always look at the long goal, the sustainable. I'm a sustainable guy. When it comes to uh, short things, for short impact is good. Uh, we need this, but I'm a long-term visionary yeah. guy for the sake of, well, building something which makes sense for the future, right? So. Yeah, 
that leads me directly to uh, my next question. Uh, what small or big goals have you set for yourself? Well, uh, <laughs> I came and I said, I take this position when it comes now from the business perspective, I said, Hallelujah. In the countries we were always waiting for bringing CRM to life. Uh, mm. We have so many data, so much data from our customers. How do we leverage this data to, mere, to be more relevant with them? How can we use uh, digital contacts, personalized information? This one I said to myself, guys, this we make now happen. Uh, yeah. uh, and being in the, in the driving seat to do this now together with and for the countries is, let's say, my main goal. Uh, because I think our customers do deserve, do deserve this and the company as well deserve and we will have impact. So that's, uh, that's my main goal, let's say, from, from, from the business point of view. Yeah, yeah. And the second thing is, which is connected to this one is uh, as well to our fundamentals, this one metro thing. I mean, mm -hmm. and I see this here working on the campus, right? I mean, we have so many different companies here I mean, for the country, it's all Düsseldorf, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all Düsseldorf. <laughs> and they say, okay, I don't yeah. say what uh, what countries think about Düsseldorf, but, uh, yeah. you know, to bring this one metro spirit, when, when I'm working with my key stakeholders here, be it Metro Digital, HD, and others, I invest quite a lot to make out of this one one metro. I think that's uh, that's another key topic and key focus. Yeah, very cool target. And what is your way of achieving it? I mean, conversation is super important, mm -hmm. right? Or you, you need very often to do the first step. The things are not happening by themselves. And this I learned as well over the years. Do the first step, uh, mm -hmm. go to the people, uh, talk to them, get out and get the, the barriers out, right? Yeah. Everything starts with conversation. I'm a big fan of face-to-face -face conversation, I have to be honest <laughs> as well, because you don't, uh, Teams is good, but you don't create a team via Teams. Yeah. So therefore, it's always good to have the people in the room discuss the things through. You cannot do this via Teams. Yeah, I think conversation is super critical to, to achieve these things uh, yeah. and commitment. Yeah. And what milestones do you use to measure your progress? So how do you judge your success? There we are a bit German, we have to be this, uh, because if we don't have a proper project management and following <laughs> these things up, yeah. now what gets measured gets done. That's true, right? Especially for big projects like CRM, uh, to bring this to life is a multi-year initiative, right? Yeah. Uh, with tons of different details, and this you have to properly manage, right? Yeah. This is uh, with regards to business. Then as well, people things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, my job is as well to develop people and look at the team development uh, of my youngsters, which are taking care of uh, new people, onboarding, driving the team. Are they achieving this? How can I help them? How can I support them? How can I coach them to be uh, a better leader? No? Yeah. Uh, so. Okay, cool. So, Peter, now we know what's important for you and what scores for you in life. And now we are very curious about your sound souvenir, the sound of your core. But as always, we will listen to that one at the end of this episode. Now let's get back to our actual topic, customer and sales. And let's take a closer look at the second part, the sales part. Peter, you already mentioned it. Sales in the widest sense does not only take place in the store. So where do sales actually take place at Metro? Where else? Do we come into direct contact with our customers? True is of today that the core of our sales we do still in the store, which is superb. Let's say it's a tremendous base. We do 80% of our sales today via cash and carry. We do 20% via FSD. And we started now to do the digital business with Metro Markets, which is growing, right? And the digital tools that we as well sell from uh, hospitality digital. But uh, the big base is coming 80-20 more or less from mm. cash and carry versus FSD if we talk about channels. 
the FSD sales uh, is generated via Salesforce. This is important to know. Mm -hmm. So we are here going in contact to customers to have a contractual relationship with them, right? to sit there and to the guy and saying, why the FSD channel, we can now really move into tapping in his potential and grow our share of wallet with him and have a relationship as a core supplier, as I said in the beginning. This is driven by the Salesforce. So the initiator of FSD sales is always the Salesforce. It's one-to-one. -one. You need to talk mm -hmm. to the customer. Uh, it's a relationship business where we really invest time to get to know the customer and do then a contract with this guy in order to be that core supplier, as we said. And therefore, the Salesforce is so critical, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole thing. Uh, to give you an idea, we have 8,500 people in the street to do this, in the future 15,000. And this is our core driver in order to drive up our share of FSD in our overall uh, sales. Uh, you know the score targets. We have to triple or we want to triple our, our FSD sales by three. Yeah. Uh, this only goes via perfectly trained uh, and effective and efficient sales force. Yeah, okay. As everywhere else, digitalization plays also a major role um, here as well. What digital tools do we use to support sales and also um, our Salesforce people? So let me talk about the main element, I would say, first for our customers, right? Because mm -hmm. our job is to make customers' life easier huh? and to make them make money. That's our, our purpose yeah. if we talk about this. And uh, when a customer comes to us, be it in the store or sits at home and does an order or calls the call center, it's not fun. Mm. It's not shopping. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's for him a bloody exercise yeah. uh, because or it is, an, it is a task that he has to do during his business in the in the in the restaurant or in his trader shop or he forgot it and has to do it in his free and spare time when he normally wants to be with the family right so we have to make his life easier simpler hassle free mm -hmm. and there's one very good tool that we uh, that we offer to our customer which is mshop right uh, mshop is an order tool that we do have and where customer in an easy way can really put in all the stuff that they need to buy right uh, they have a prefixed basket they can have a basket for the monday purchase for the tuesday purchase for the weekend purchase for special events like weddings or whatever it is it's all there uh, they get good recommendations there so it's an easy ordering an easy check-in and check-out process uh, when it comes to online ordering. And there's a main focus on this one because we want to educate more and more customers to use it. And it's a really good tool to make his life uh, simpler and easier. But as said before as well, uh, critical is our Salesforce. Right? Mm. Uh, we, want, we are really striving for uh, making our Salesforce more efficient and more effective because it's not just I plan my visit, I go to visit, I don't know, Bernd in his restaurant, mm -hmm. let's see if I can do some business. No, so you rather know which customers to visit, you rather know uh, what you want to sell to these guys, you rather know uh, the complaints that he had in the past, etc., etc. Yeah. And therefore, as well, we have a, a good tool on which we are now working quite a lot to make this more more easier to use for, for our Salesforce, yeah. which is SAM. It's SAM app, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it goes all in the right direction. And I think, again, here, like we, I said, for our customer, make their life easier. He is as well for the Salesforce, make their life easier so that they can really focus on sales. And that data and information helps them to be more efficient and effective in their, in their job. Yeah. Let's stay with the digital topics because um, even if you maintain relationships at best, through personal or human contacts, data can be an enormous help in this context. And with the data of our customers, we feed our IT system for customer relationship management or CRM for short, which should in the end lead to an improved buying experience for our customers. But Peter, how does CRM work in detail at Metro? 
we work a lot on this one to make this yeah. a harmonious way how we look at this one because there are different opinions, there are different initiatives over the years and we try now together with an asset for the countries via the competence team define a bit here the metro way, what we want to achieve and what do we understand as CRM. At the end, what you want, as I said, is leverage our access into impact and that goes via personalized communication, obviously, because take a look at our metro mail, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we are selling uh, in some places still a metro mail to all our Horeca customers, yeah. right? in paper, by the way, yeah. every two weeks. So Horeca goes from the Imbis, from the small size uh, Imbis to three star Michelin, to uh, caterer, to hospital, whatever it is, and they can all get the same metro mail. Is, is this personalized, uh, really? Is this creating the impact that we want and all translate into, again, being core supplier, uh, having frequent customers, being the choice for the customer to go to and this via that type of communication we are not just not communicating in the most relevant way yeah. because even take italianos italian restaurants and you say okay italian restaurants hey, they are trattorias and they are pizzerias mm-hmm. right and even in pizzerias there are pizza guys which sell the pizza seven and there are pizza guys which sell the pizza at 15 euro mm-hmm. so different buying behavior different needs the one wants a cheap mozzarella the other wants to have buffalo mozzarella so all this we know via data but do we prepare this data to communicate in a really personalized way to this guy at the right moment with the right content do we give this information to ourselves as i said before to use this data for a conversation with our customer which should translate in sales there's a huge opportunity right yeah. this is what we are trying to tackle via the crm initiative yeah you mentioned the metro mail and is that in the future there will be a metro mail really personalized to a specific type of restaurants or even to a specific customer yes yeah that's exactly the target picture right yeah. as i said before imagine these italians right if you have your italian restaurant which is trattoria and there's another italian your neighbor is having a, a pizzeria they use different ingredients they have different qualities this we see this we know we can own even if you know from some other competitors out there look at what others who are like you are buying Mm. And this intelligence we can use really to draft and target the communication to that guy. We can include content which is much more relevant for that guy. So you can put the olive oil which is of a higher quality to the guy who is really a quality buyer because he has shown this in the past or others like him were doing like this so he gets that and he gets that in the future in a digital way so he gets a mail or we will see as well if he's more a whatsapp guy if he's more an sms guy or if he sees it in his app you know mm-hmm. when we go to m companion where we can all this mm-hmm. plug into all the devices at all the different touch points that we have that goes really into the hyper personalization in the future it takes some years huh? it's not from now to tomorrow but we're exactly working yeah. on, on that so when we talk about offers then we also have to talk about prices because uh, especially in the relationship of our customers there's this topic uh, that is always hotly debated the prices at metro And what I talk to restaurateurs from time to time are often here, Metro is quite expensive. Are these just individual opinions or how is Metro generally perceived in terms of pricing? Well, first of all, cost is always right. No, that's a famous <laughs> saying. No, not not because I say they say. I mean, we do NPS, Net Promoter Score. We mm-hmm. ask our customers, what do you like at Metro and what sucks? Uh, to be really blunt, and uh, to be honest, in the recent years, the customer says clearly you're not relevant to me because you're expensive. Mm-hmm. 
Very simple. And therefore, I'm so happy that we do score where we really now tackle this thing. Mm. Uh, where we really now tackle this thing and say, okay, it's a piece of our value proposition and we did not really live up to our principles uh, of a wholesaler to say, if I drive to a cash and carry store, there needs to be value. means I go there and therefore we say in cash and carry, it's all about price leadership and uh, there must be a value if I take the car and do my purchase in a, in a cash and carry store. Mm. And what role does pricing play in our wholesale transformation when we think about buy more, pay less, for example? Yeah, a key element. I yeah. said. What we figured out now is that, okay, we have to have a wholesale value proposition with our multi-channel approach. But within the different channels, every channel plays a role. It's a footfall business going to a store. We have, as I said, 80% of our sales and most of our customers go to the store. And uh, we want them to come because we are price leader. Mm. Price leader in the right assortment means we know what our customer needs. And therefore, we have these articles on the shop floor. Right? Mm. And we offer them always at stable and everyday low price. And some of these articles, uh, we do then BMPL. Because BNPL is the entry point, as it was our starting initiative to say, you come, you buy more, you buy wholesale packs, you get it even cheaper, yeah. right? And the pricing should always take into account that the, our customers need to make money with their customers. That's a wholesale principle. Uh, if he buys a liter of olive oil at our store, it needs to be cheaper than retail because our customer, when he is a trader, His competitor is the retailer, uh, which is around the corner, or the hypermarket, which is around there. So he needs to uh, buy his margin, his margin he needs to buy at our place. That's our role as a wholesaler. This we didn't do in the past. We are now really doing this, uh, I have to say, in a tremendous speed, because in one year, we have now, basically in all of the countries, the buy more, pay less logic mm -hmm. in cash and carry stores live. Super achievement, super cool to see, super engagement, motivation, energy, very good. You mentioned um, stable prices is very important, but in reality, the price for one and the same article is not always the same. For example, in terms for delivery, I guess, transport costs have to be considered as well. So how does our pricing work within our multi-channel strategy? Well, there's always one principle which is super important for our customer, or if you come from customer, and that's what we do, is best price logic. Mm -hmm. Wherever you have the best price, Even an individual negotiated price, wherever I go, I get the best price. Normally, we say individual prices we only negotiate in FSE because cash and carry is not necessary. Because with the shelf price that I do have, be it EDLP, be it BMPL, I don't need to negotiate any individual price because I'm top on shelf, right? We invest all our, let's say, former promo and CIP amounts that we had in let's say, uh, shadow discounts now all on shelf price. Mm. Right? And that must be good enough. FSD is a bit different because FSD is contractual business. As we said, we sit down with the customer, we do a targeted approach, we close a contract and we negotiate starting from a catalog price. And the catalog price is independent from cash and carry because we look at competition, we look at the target groups that we want to Uh, focus on from the customer perspective you look as I said super important the competition you sit and you negotiate a broad basket uh, which we don't do you don't have in the cash and carry let's say it's, it's a one for many channel while FSD is a one for target channel where we really select our customers with whom we can grow and where we have a big piece of 
share of wallet directly when he is uh, selecting us as his core supplier. And this you negotiate. You do a contractual relationship, you discuss the different article groups, and there, yes, there is an opportunity to individualize and do individual pricing as well for certain type of products. But it needs to take into account what you said before. I need to make money with the channel. right? Yeah. And there are economical impacts which we need to take into account when we do a contractual relationship with these kind of customer and pricing that needs to take into account that I need to make money in FSD. Okay, so very interesting. And we summarize there are a lot of topics around the aspects of customer and sales. We could only discuss a few today. Peter, let's conclude with a brief look into the near future. What are the most important milestones for you and your customer and sales department in the coming months? Well, we start now with the, with the individualization, as I said, with the mm -hmm. personalization of the communication. Right now, the team uh, is in Spain to set up the first pilot of uh, automated and personalized communication, mailing, we talk about here, automated marketing, to customers to run and bring this to life. Uh, and this would be a super breakthrough, right? So we take the real data of Spain, uh, the, the real database, the real life cycle of our customers, and for our first use case, as it's called, for onboarding a customer, communication chain, what goes on our mail, uh, what kind of information we send to these customers in an automated way. This is what we're this week setting up, and this is a mega milestone because mm -hmm. uh, we didn't do this in the past. Second is, as we said, on pricing. That's a mega priority now, as we as we said, we brought now BMPL to life. Now it's about optimization, right, where we really now go into the detail, which articles are creating the uplift, how many customers are buying uh, or this or that articles, do I make money? Do, is my cash profit really increasing with this thing? Do I increase stocks? Yes and no. So uh, there we are about optimization. And last thing in FSD pricing, as I said to you before, this understanding that this is a different channel and needs to have different pricing elements which need to follow certain rules, these things we need to bring to life and uh, support countries to incorporate this in their day-to-day -day business. Yeah. Okay, so these are the milestones for the Custom and Sales Organization. And if you, dear colleagues, want to find out about the next milestones regarding our score strategy and stay up to date on it, then there's only one thing you can do. Follow our score page on Yammer, which will soon be called Viva Engage. Here you will regularly find all the latest news and information about the growth strategy. And once you're there, be sure to follow as well our more page on Yammer slash Viva Engage and become part of our more community. And this is the best way you make sure you don't miss a more talk, a more stage, a newsletter or an episode of more podcast. Because as everyone knows, internal communications at Metro is more. And we, Peter, as well, are giving a little more now because now we come to the highlight of every more podcast episode, your sound souvenir. Peter, like each of my guests, you have brought a sound for us that has a special meaning for you, inspires you or motivates you. And so, Peter, let's hear it. What sound did you bring? Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's an easy one for me, at least. Uh, Rolling Stones, uh, start me up. That's it. Yeah. Very good. Good. Man. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> There's another rock and roller in this company. That's yeah. good. A, a punk rocker, to be honest. But that's. Oh, yeah. Then we have yeah. other things in common. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, Peter, what does it sound, this song, mean for you? Yeah, I think this is rock and roll. I'm a rock and roller, right? Mm -hmm. And when you listen to this, uh, 
I, this is energy, right? This is this is a relentless energy. This is moving. You cannot sit still, right? This is a uh, action, and this is action for decades. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at the Rolling Stones. The guys are there. When I saw them the first time live, uh, I think in Hanover in 1989 or something okay. like that, yeah. I thought the guys were old, but there they are, right? They keep mm. rocking, and I, and I like the spirit. I like the energy of the music. I like the guys, and I'm a rock and roller. I, I, I need to have this kind of music because then uh, it gives me a lot of energy, right? Yeah. And start me up, okay? As, as if you go to the, to the text line, uh, it's a different meaning, but yeah. it's like, like, <laughs> like get the thing started, right? Uh, yeah. Start me up, and I think it's a bit connected as well to to, to score, no? Yeah, yeah, so score. and our let's fundamentals. C- let's get it started, and the yeah. fundamentals, right? And uh, Yeah, uh, that's what. That's why I've chosen this one because it's very me. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that thing. <laughs> great. So really a great sound, Peter. Thank you for that. That's really wonderful. And also thanks for you for all the interesting and valuable information and insights into the buying behavior of our customers and the activities of your sales community. Uh, yeah, great that you were with us, Peter. And all the best. Pleasure. You. Pleasure. <laughs> And dear Metro colleagues out there, also thanks to you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of More Podcast. And please check out the previous episodes as well. You can find them just like this one on United and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. For example, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us there and recommend More Podcast to all your colleagues and friends. And if you have any questions or feedback on More Podcast, please feel free to drop me a line at bernd.rode at metro.de I would be very happy to hear from you and I'm looking forward to the next episode bye bye and take care